This episode is brought to you by HP Instant Ink. No one is reading your mind, but HP Instant Ink knows when your printer is running low and sends new cartridges before you run out. So you never have to think about ink. For details, visit hp.com slash instant ink Spotify. Conditions apply. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Signals from the Frontline. You're every Wednesday live cast here on Twitch. And you yeah. can always catch us on iTunes or on YouTube if you don't catch us for the live show. Brought to you, as always, by FrontlineGaming.org, where you can get your tabletop gaming goodies at a discount all the days of the week. I'm your host, Reese. And with me, he's not the salty banana today. Today, he's the grumpy banana. The reluctant banana. The reluctant, the timid banana, <sighs> one, might, one might say. So... <laughs> Having a little bit of a rough day, but we're going to cheer him right, That's right up. So how's everybody doing in chat? We hope you're all having a good day. Yeah. Uh, a lot to talk about. So let's jump in and see what's new this week in Wargaming. First of all, this week's pre-order is pretty cool. Mm -hmm. We have the individual boxes of two of the Orc buggies. Very cool. The Shock Jump. The Shock Jump. I can never, ever say that. The Shock Jump Dragsta. Say that three times fast. Pretty good. While patting your head and rubbing your belly. Don't think that you can. That was tough. Yeah. I don't think you can. Uh, we also have the Necromunda Ambot, which is the robot version of the Ambol for right. anybody that was keeping score. Pretty cool. Yeah. I, I think it's a good looking model. It is. It's really cool. Yeah. It's a cyborg Ant-Man. Kind of. I think there's people inside of them, aren't there? I think there's an Ambol inside They're like, of uh, yeah, right? This is armor. <laughs> I don't know. It looks cool, though. I think what it is is... Uh, they're like uh, excavation robots that are like used by the gangs and stuff. I was, I was reading a little bit about them. It's pretty interesting. They're, they have a lot of options in those kits. Necromunda would make a really, really good <clears throat> video game, like XCOM kind of style, mm -hmm. where you have like your gang and they're always getting hurt and you're trying to like get them the best gear. Yeah. And it's like almost exactly like XCOM now that I say it out loud. Um, that'd be fun. But um, I still have never actually played Necromunda. <laughs> I haven't either, and they have. They at this point have released. I think every single gang in mm -hmm. the past, except for the um, the Arbites or the scry the um, the Hive Spire Hunter guys. Oh, and the the Rat guys. Remember those Ooh, dudes? Ooh, yeah, the Rat can Rat skins. Rat skins. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, I mean, it must be doing well because they keep releasing more and more and more. So it's a cool game. I wouldn't um, mind playing. Yeah, someday if I had more time. Yeah. And then finally, we got the custom Booster Blaster. Pretty cool. <laughs> and these were the ones that were in the Speed Freaks box set yeah so now mm -hmm. they're available separately indeed mm -hmm. so pretty cool and of course those are available as we speak in the frontline gaming web cart mm -hmm. uh you can pick them up at a discount and we have free shipping options within the continental united states pretty cool uh but the big reveal yeah the, the man that we have been waiting for for a long time since i've started playing the game yep yeah he hasn't had an updated model ever nope and wow I think we can all agree it's been worth the wait. The War Master cometh, returneth. 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 Yeah. And uh, holy crap, has he been upgunned Abaddon. Yeah. That is a spoiler. Finally. You know what? Jeez. He had to finally win a battle, mm -hmm. and then he got up upgraded right. to his new kit. You know, he's, he's finally smashed Kadia. It took 14 tries. What did he do? He, he drove the... Um... 
the pylons or something into the planet, right? Well, there was pylons on the planet. Right. And he like, they levitated, right? And then he just crashed them all in. Well, no, what, what happened was, what had happened was, is that they were, it was like kind of like this, this usual Phaladon yeah. crappy campaign. Just about to get their butts kicked one more time. But his, uh, yeah. his super cruiser mm-hmm. uh, got damaged critically to the point of no return. So he crashed it into Cadia, took out their, uh, some of their defenses. And mm-hmm. then that was, that was it. That was a wrap. So uh, in, he snatched victory from the jaws of defeat. Good. You know what I'm saying? That I was, forgot about all that. That was the end of the last edition. And yeah, it was really that. cool. And it was like after Bellacor did Leroy Jenkins on He just uh, went for it. On Earth. I like that, though. Very confident. He's like He's rats. a confident demon. <laughs> He's like, you idiots haven't even thought about it. Why don't I just teleport into the throne room? And just go for yeah, it. Yeah, I got it. And he's like, oh, that didn't work. Yeah. <laughs> but um, it was a pretty fortuitous series of events. So Abaddon lost his, you know, his flagship, but then mm-hmm. he took Cadia finally. Which then, you know, allowed the the huge warp storm to right. erupt, and so it's it here we are. Pretty bad for everybody in in right. uh, involved, except for the Black Legion. But uh, this new model is absolutely spectacular, and uh, I think he's going to be uh, really popular. Yeah, I mean, everyone's seen it. I'm sure by now, who's at least listening to this podcast. If you haven't, um, go look online. You'll find it pretty pretty much immediately, as well as, well as all the memes that have been coming out for it, which, which is are fantastic. Hilarious, yeah. He has, he has three head options, which is pretty cool. Yeah, we were talking about that earlier. How there should have been one where he's smiling, like but, you know, like it should have like ten head options, right? Like angry, sad, like those you know. t-shirts where they yeah, show. Yeah, like, and you just magnetize the head and you put it in. Like something bad happens, you put in like the sad face. Like one where he's like, he just heard a good joke and he's actually yeah, just, put laughing just face. Laughing. Where he just looks like he's having a good time. Because you were like, what are the options? Like smirking, grimacing. It's like grimace, line smile, <laughs> mask, and then mask. The one, my one critique is the base because it's the exact same base as Gilliman. Well, he's on a sixty mil base, and you got to dress it up. But like the little, like that little um, sensor thing, whatever that is, flame. the little flame is the exact same thing. What's well, Gilliman it's pretty, has? It's it's nice that they stopped to pose in front of the, the flame to get the, to really capture that dynamic. I I know, get how they're doing know. model modeling now, which is which is great. It's new, and you know, the other the way they're doing it, um, but it's hard not to see the patterns. In all the different releases, I mean all that's the nothing. Lieutenants. That's nothing no. new. I mean, it looks. I mean, don't get me wrong. This is, I think, the best model. Other than that, the sorcerer that's coming out, or whatever that guy's name is, that priest, um, that I've seen in a really long time. Like, it's amazing. Yeah. But yeah, it's hard not to notice. I think he looks amazing. The similarities. Well, I mean, it's you know before we always had right fist in the air, bald and screaming. The way that they had to do it for the molding. Yeah. yeah. That was, you know, and then before that, it was like. You can only be flat. Yeah. Uh, he dropped the Blackstone Fortress on Acadia. That's it. CWW. That's right. That's right. It wasn't the Vengeful Spirit, which is still his, uh, yeah. his flagship. So the Blackstone Fortress was going down. Then he's like, well, F yeah. you. It was like in The Last Starfighter. Remember that? When no. they, they blow up the fortress and it crashes into the planet. And then the, cap- the guy, like, the lieutenant's like, what do we do now? Yeah. And then the captain's like, boop, we die. <laughs> I haven't seen that. I, don't oh, think I saw it as a kid. I'm sure I saw it. The last Starfighter is absolutely amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah, he still has his flagship. Thank you guys for correcting yeah. us. But uh, pretty cool. And the new model is ridiculous. It it's is. the best it's version really of Abaddon. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's not hard to accomplish. The best. Yeah, it's yeah. the best version yet. That's true. Uh, and then, of course, we also got a big reveal today. Mm-hmm. We got to see not only what was in 
the new Shadow Spear boxed set, which is going up for pre-order on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Make sure to uh, uh, mark your calendar. You can pick those up from Frontline from a discount with free shipping options within the continental United States. So we're getting um, Chaos uh, portion of it and then the new Vanguard Marine portion. Really cool. The new Vanguard Marines are like Special Forces, Black Ops style Space Marines. Mm-hmm. Their armor looks a little bit lighter, very similar to Reavers. Mm-hmm. Um, they have really cool like, you know, bits and bobs on their armor. Like their guns more, look more like carbines than full rifles. Um, and then we've been, the, the rules are starting to float around a little bit. We won't talk about those just yet, but um, they're very cool. They're gonna have a big impact on the meta. And then today they took a much closer look at the chaos portion of the box set and you can see all these pictures really cool stuff mm-hmm. um the chaos version of it a uh, big fan the um they've got that more demonic aesthetic mm-hmm. to it right and we, we've seen them move away from just kind of like marines with spikes to having a more like uh, unique identity and uh really really dig it yeah. um plus a new demon engine all kinds of cool stuff mm-hmm. um and then we got to see some of the new rules for the demon can uh, which is very exciting. The first one that they showed us was the obliterators. Yeah. And their rules uh, for their guns, it's very similar to what we had before, but they've been upgunned considerably. And then they show us the rules here with the flesh metal guns. 24-inch range, assault six. That is beefcake. Like, super deadly. Yeah. Um, they still have the random elements to them, but, I mean, obliterators are still good at the... GT, I was just at, um, played my buddy Alan, and uh, he went five and one at the LVL. He went four and one at this event, and the Blitz are one of the main damage dealing units. Yeah. So it's like that, but with double the shots. It's crazy. And then these new, much bigger obliterators also have melee weapons that are really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, strength plus one, uh, AP minus one, D3 damage. Uh, and then we also got to see what the Greater Possessed do. Um, these are like the old Possessed, but bigger. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the, the rules that they've showed off, Locus of Power. Uh, you add one to the strength characteristic of Mark of Chaos Legion demon units that are within six inches of this unit. So the idea is that they're going to buff themselves, um, other units around them. Anything that's the demon keyword that's also in the same legion, mm-hmm. uh, it's going to get mm-hmm. a big buff. So you know, demon engines, yeah, um, possessed, possessed. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, it's a nice buff, right? right. Plus one strength, and <clears throat> as we see it here, uh, the way it works for a lot of demon units. Like the Venom Crawler, which is the next one they show off, mm-hmm. the strength of their weapons are based off their strength characteristics. So this buff buffs them in the shooting phase as well. And then they did show us the um, uh, two of the special rules that the Venom Crawler gets. The first one is the Flesh Metal Guns, 24-inch uh, range. Is this not the same? Oh, I, I accidentally posted the same one there. My bad. Yeah. Um, it has a Flamer-style weapon. Okay. Uh, and I accidentally posted the wrong one. My, my apologies. The obliterator ones, yeah. yeah. Oh, well, but we'll look at the other rule, which is mm-hmm. uh, Reservoir of Demonic Energy. And you add one to the result of any demonic ritual summoning rules made for the Legion Master of Possession while they're within six inches of any friendly Legion Venom Crawlers. Um, summoning is a really underrated ability in the game. And uh, the Venom Crawler, obviously there's a lot of synergy as we'll see between all these different units. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the possessed will buff the Venom Crawler. The Venom Crawler buffs the Master of Summoning. The Master of Summoning can bring in additional units. Uh, really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Master of Summoning himself is one of the coolest models I've yeah. ever seen. We've been saying that. I mean, that needs to be on like a, a Scandinavian death metal. Yeah, or Slayer, right? Like, yeah, like the album with like a pentagram behind him. Like, it's the coolest model. It's so good. It's, it's just, yeah. Yeah, it's like so metal to the max. It's great. 
Um, and they showed off quite a few of the rules that he either comes with or he has access to. Mm -hmm. The first one, right of possession. Uh, really cool ability. This is very strong. Psychers suffer perils of the warp on any psychic test roll of a double wow. that is made for them instead of just one or six while they're within 12 inches of this model. Nice. So the range is really short, but that means that you have a, a one in six chance of perilsing every time you cast mm -hmm. um, as there's six sets of doubles on the, the curve of results on 2d6 out of 36. So it's a one in six chance. Uh, it's really strong. Definitely um, definitely something to bear in mind. Now, you don't always want to get that close, but then there's other cool stuff, like if you have a demon detachment where you can make the perils more damaging, more punishing. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of combos there. Really good. Um, the next two are psychic powers that he has access to. He's a psyker. Uh, possession is the next one. Mm -hmm. And possession is warp charge five. And this power is super cool. Uh, if manifested until the start of your next psychic phase, the armor penetration characteristic of the melee... Psycho's melee weapons is improved by two. So his staff would go from AP1 to AP3. He's usually going to be strength six. Mm -hmm. um, we assume if he has a normal four staff. Furthermore, until the start of your next psychic phase, each time the psycho destroys an enemy infantry character in the fight phase, it becomes a spawn. If it's an Adeptus Stardaze or Heretic Stardaze, it becomes a greater possessed model. So if he has his power active and he bops you in combat, he turns you into a model that you gain for your army, which is really cool. Mm -hmm. But this is the one where it gets gnarly. If he kills a vehicle um, in the melee, in the fight phase and it uh, it can blow, explode, it automatically explodes, but the, the, he himself is immune to the effects of the explosion. So if you manage to go in and like take the last wounds off a of Castellan, mm -hmm. it automatically explodes and just wreaks havoc on everything around it. That, that's really cool. Yeah. Um, I dig it a lot. And um, it's not... It, it's not something that's going to become, it's, it's not going to be like going off all the time because if he's like a normal psyker, he doesn't usually want to be in melee. Right. He does come with a five up invul save because he's possessed, uh, which is better than most, yeah. most psychers don't. But it's still, I don't know if you're going to want to be ramming him up the middle it's of the table. It's going to be table. situational, but when yeah. it happens, it's going to be funny. Exactly. Someone's like, oh, I killed your, you know, your. Like a knight gallant that's flying up at you or something like that. You know, you're like, batter's up. Um, or yeah, just like a rhino or whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, so when it happens, it's cool. Not always going to happen. Uh, Infernal Power is the other one that they show off. <clears throat> uh, warp Charge value six. If man infested, then until the start of your next psychic phase, reroll hit and wound rolls of ones for right. attacks made by friendly Legion Demon units while they're within six inches. That's very strong. This guy pairs up really well with the um, those demon engines. Or any anybody that has, right. you know, possessed, crater mm -hmm. possessed, mm -hmm. uh, a blitz. Um, it's super strong. Yeah. Right? Like, it's a captain and a lieutenant, and War, War Charge 6 isn't that difficult mm -hmm. to get off. So, really, really useful power. That's going to be a bread and butter power, I think. Um, then they show off, too, the Warlord traits. The first one is Warp Lord. And again, you only get these if you make him the Warlord or if there's some other ability to just give him a Warlord trait. The first one, you can reroll rolls of one when taking a psychic test for your Warlord. Very good. Super good. Um, you know, like the uh, Neurothrope. Mm -hmm. for for tyranids it makes getting those powers off much more reliable uh the second warlord trait that they show off devourer of magic and this one your warlord can attempt to deny one additional psychic power in each enemy psychic phase in addition your warlord regains one lost wound each time it successfully denies that's a power. cool that's really good yeah that's super duper good because you know if you go up to like two maybe even three deny the witch abilities um 
that's really strong, especially combined with some of the other things that you can do uh, in there. So um, really first, that, that model looks like he's gonna have a lot of utility mm -hmm. and you can only assume <clears throat> that with the name master of possession that there's maybe even some other stuff going on. Right. But um, pretty cool, pretty cool. Yeah, and there's a whole um, mini codex that comes for each of the factions mm -hmm. in Shadow Spear. Yeah. And it, I'm, I'm assuming it'll ex explain how they're used within uh, the greater codexes, the parent, the parent codexes. But they haven't said anything yet, but they, they did say that it is coming with two codexes, mini well, codexes. Let's jump into chat and see if they have any co questions or comments. Any questions about um, life? Yeah, re reserves cost points, guys. Yes. Yep. Mm -hmm. You set aside summoning points. And then the, cool, the, the reason why summoning is cool is that you can decide on the fly what you need for that game. And like yeah. a lot of people still have missed it somehow, but you can summon units on turn one. Ooh. Like, I don't know why people, there's, I've heard reports of people saying like TOs have said you can't, but yeah, you can. Well, does um, summoning count as coming from reserves? It does not. Oh, okay. Because yeah, you never put a unit in reserves. Yeah. They're creating them on the battlefield. So yeah, you can summon a unit on turn one. It's very versatile. Um, you know, if you need, uh, Buzz J, thank you so much for subscribing. Yeah. Really appreciate it. Uh, for seven months, appreciate Ooh, it baby. very much. Um, so yeah, it's a really versatile ability. Mm -hmm. um, you can, um, um, you know, if you need a, a plague bearers to hold an objective. Oh, good. that's a that. good question, actually. Uh, when he kills a character, do I need reserve points to make a greater possessed? Uh, the primary objective, I don't think you do, but I don't remember off the top of my head. Um, we'll have to wait until we see the rule book. Mm -hmm. I think it is literally just free because you're turning the model into another model, but mm -hmm. I could be wrong. So don't quote me on that. I, yeah. it, we worked on this project a long time ago, so I, I don't mm -hmm. remember all the details of it. Um, I'm assuming they'll probably do an FAQ if it's, if it's unclear. Yeah. Tomodachi yeah. Express, uh, are the two new factions going to get their own ITC factions? Again, why don't we wait and see how they, like, how they work, how they're constructed? Um, and then we can take a look at that uh, at answering that question. Okay. We're only a couple days away, guys. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we, we, we can't talk about stuff that hasn't been revealed yet. So yeah, um, you do, do, do. I really like the Greater Possessed. They are like a mini Demon Prince mm -hmm. unit for half the cost, says the primary objective TV. Um, and again, we can't talk about points and stuff just yet. Next show we can. Um, mad gains for the, yeah, for the Greater Possessed. They have been hitting the gym hard. They're pretty big. Um, CWW, yeah, just hang tight. We'll wait well, for the codex, and then we'll see from there. In, yeah, and in, in the release, they are going to have the mini codexes. So, yeah. so I, if I was a betting man, I'd say it's probably going to be explained in the codex exactly how it works Yeah, for match play. Yeah. And then we'll, we'll have to wait until that point in time. We'll jump back over to the notes. Let's do it. Uh, pretty cool, yeah. I'm, I'm excited for this release. I've been waiting for this for so long. This stuff looks so good. Yeah. I'm not, I'll be honest, the Space Marine stuff, I'm not aesthetically... I'm not the biggest fan. Like the I guy, love the, little, the way they look. The little jump packs with the guy with the uh, holding the... Like, why Why are those years where the, the Space Marines have those gigantic rocket packs on their back? for the, And now they have these little, like, flight wings that go off, like... Ooh. Well, because the, the Phobos Marines yeah. aren't... They're not jump Marines. Right. They, like... They, like... Can you get model the flying? In. They get like dropped down to the table. Can you model like the flying guy on his base without the flight stand? Um, I maybe he's he, he's the same model pretty much as the Inceptor. Right. Yeah. Um. So so they look like they're like standing up in their little like flight pack. Thing. Right. Um. 
Eh. I, I love the the way that the new Vanguard Marines look. They, the yep. snipers, I think, look. And this is my own personal, by the way. Snipers, I think, look amazing. Yep. The librarian looks amazing. The lieutenant looks so good. I just don't know about the little. Eh, to guys with own, the little you know? robo armor and the little antennas on their heads. I, I love, I love it, dude. Because I've always <laughs> yeah. like been gravitated more towards like the special ops, right? Kind of dudes. Like that's I like the Raptors. I think they look cool. If, like if you do like a camo pattern on them or something like that, like oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, Anyways, I'm a big, yeah. I'm a fan. I, I like them a lot. I this, think the Chaos cool. Space Marine stuff looks though. That's like yeah. out of this home, world. Home run. Just whoever did that, ridiculous. It's home really run. Good. Have yeah. you seen the one of the new Marine with the Gatling gun? Yeah. So they haven't good. they haven't given the stats out for that yet. Yeah. So it's it's a home hopefully run. Hopefully it's not just an assault cannon. Um I, yeah, we'll have to wait and see. Hopefully and then not. of course the new uh, the the thing we didn't even mention, yeah. the new Chaos Space Marines <clears throat> in the box are like the size of Plague Marines. Which are big. They're and Plague Marines are, are almost the size of Primaris Marines. They're pretty big. They're bulkier, but they're not as tall. No. I think they're they're on par with the rubrics, um, which are a lot bigger than the old stuff. Yeah. They're bigger than tactical marines. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Oh, and can you refresh this? Um, I updated the notes, but uh, we had a uh, went to the Dice Hammer GT this past weekend in um, Lake Forest, oh. in Orange County. Big shout out to Nick Card and the whole crew. They did an amazing job. It was a really fun event. Um, it was at a, a bowling alley, which sounds kind of yeah. weird, but uh, it's actually awesome because right in the bowling alley they have uh, food. Beer, it's all reason, very reasonably priced, which is mm -hmm. funny for Orange County. That's not was always the case. Was it closed to the public? No, no, the people were bowling in there, but they had a back room that fit 50 mm. people. Oh, they probably do like birthday parties and stuff there, huh? Oh, yeah, yeah, it's it's a big, it's a, yeah. like, if you like bowling, this mm -hmm. is a really cool, big, nice bowling alley. It's very family friendly. There was tons of kids. Yeah. Um, and like I said, they have a full service bar and food all right there. So it was it was fun. We had a great time. Um, everybody was drinking a bunch of beer and just really having a good time. Uh, great event. Totally recommend it. It sold out in like no time. And there was actually people that tried to walk in and got turned away. Hmm. So if you want to go to events now, you really need to buy your tickets quickly. Yeah. Uh, like Nova 40K, the Nova Open 40K GT sold out in like an hour, less than an hour. All 256 spots with 100 people. 256? Yeah, with 100 and something people on the wait list. Oh. Yep. Wow. So uh, you don't want to wait, right? Like the, uh, when these, these events, everything's just getting so popular now. Mm -hmm. uh, you really want to make sure to grab those tickets. But uh, big shout out to Jim Vessel who won with Chaos Demons. He came all the way from Canada. Uh, well done to him. Did he, did he come for the event or was he just happened to be in the area? That's I don't interesting know. interesting for a small. Yeah. He um, came for the event? I don't know. Maybe he went to Disneyland or something. I'm trying to think. I don't know. Sorry. I don't know why I'm focusing on that so much. I, I don't. I'm not. I don't know. Okay. But um, he he was from Canada. Right. Okay. And he was in the area, and he did really well with Chaos Demons. Uh, top five, and this is really cool. <clears> we <throat> we've been seeing this a lot. Like last weekend, there was like seven GT major events. It was crazy. Mm -hmm. And uh, listen to Chapter Tactics. They break down all the top lists and everything mm -hmm. for that. Um, but the top five were Demons, Gene Steeler, Colt. Uh, to Coop, well done. Chaos Space Marines to Alan, well done. Adeptus Mechanicus and then Alaytok Eldar. Uh, and that's our teammate Ray from Team Zero Comp. Well done, buddy. So it's like a super diverse top five in all the events we looked at over the last weekend, uh, GTs and majors. It was like this. It was like a ton of diversity. That's good to hear. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, and over here, especially in like Southern California, we have a different meta. There's a ton of chaos, just like a ton of it. A lot of people around here are dedicated chaos players, but um, it's really cool. Like Gene Steeler Colt got in there. 
Um, and then I did have Tyranid allies. Um, right. And then uh, 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 the Eldar army was a flyer army, uh, did really well. And Adeptus Mechanicus have just, after chapter approved, they just got dramatically better. Mm-hmm. We're seeing them winning events, replacing well in events left and right, like really doing extremely well. So I thought that was very cool. Um, I like to see the diversity. And again, uh, thanks to the guys running the event, had a great time, definitely will come back. And uh, I wanted to show as an example of how the new scoring system, uh, the new uh, uh, formula for the ITC, how it's going to impact things. Um, and they're in the process of updating events right now, the, the BCP guys. So your old scores for this season will get updated for the new formula. And then everything going forward will be um, using the, the, the new, we'll go through the new um, calculations. So the, the winner of the event, uh, Jim, uh, got 132.66 points in the uh, old system, which is pretty reasonable. Um, but uh, <laughs> compared that to, you know, like a behemoth like the LVO or something like mm-hmm. that, and it's, it was pretty mid, pretty low, lower end of the, the range of points. Mm-hmm. With the new system, he would get around 200 points. Um, okay. Big difference. Yeah. Big difference. And so an event like the LVO is going to be just over 300 points. Right. Right. So this is giving you an idea of how much the range from previously, like if you got last place at an event, you got 20 points, maybe you may be at like 21 points. Mm -hmm. Um, You're going to be getting, if you're at like a five round GT and you won zero games, you'll still be getting like 40 points, being like twice as many. Right. And the the LVL is coming way down. These events coming way up. So um, it's giving you a good idea of of how much more meaningful GTs are going to be. Right. So now it, it's more, there's more emphasis on the size and the length. The length and the girth, there as you would so eloquently put it. That, I was laughing for like a week <laughs> after that. That was so funny. I'm a rhymesmith. What can I say? You, when you got it, you got it, buddy. You know what I mean? Uh, and then to put, to give an, uh, kind of further give an example of how this works, um, I got smack dab in the middle. I went two, two, and one. I uh, got my first two losses with my new Space Marine list, mm-hmm. uh, which is kind of a bummer, but hey. I still had a great time. So uh, in the old system, I would have got 35.76 points. In the new system, getting middle of the pack at a GT, I'd get closer to 100 points. Because of the size of the event. Because of the size of events, the number of rounds, and then the way we changed the the formula, getting middle of the pack at a a good size GT is going to get you way more points than it would have. That's where right. the biggest difference is going to be. Yeah, and I think everyone should be pretty happy about that. I think so too. Yeah, there's just more so more weight to attending these these bigger events, yep. and you get more even if you don't do that well. I like uh, that. So yeah, we wanted to show that off. Um, Arastin visiting from Canada to Orange County goes bowling. Hey, there's a 40k tournament. Let me just show up and then wins. Oh, is that him? Okay. No, that's not. That, that's not the way it went. He didn't just show up at the bowling alley <laughs> randomly. Um, I don't know about you, but I travel around the world with my little uh, army case. Oh, yeah. It's like Pokemon. I mean, you I don't know, go anywhere. You see anywhere. somebody, and like, you want to go? You, wanna, you throw a Pokeball at you them. You want to throw some dice, bruh? Yeah. <laughs> and you just pop open your case. <laughs> yeah. uh, That's what I do. Yeah. Girls love it. Uh, Mamdir thinks he's going to, he says he thinks the LVL is going to sell out um, even with the point changes. I hope so. <clears throat> yeah, we hope so. That would blow up in our face pretty hard if it didn't. I'd be like, wow, we made a really stupid decision. That was nice doing business with you guys. Yeah. Um, good luck getting the high roller package, says Tadachi Express. Yeah, they sell out instantaneously. Um, the ITC is going to be tracking kill team tournaments. I thought I heard you say briefly uh, in the previous episode, it says Zap in 2. Yes, the kill team database Someday. is already set up. 
we just need to get we just need to get it out there um and it's just there's been so much to do this season um it, it's just I haven't had time to do it yet mm-hmm. but it will um if anybody had any questions about how the scoring changes hang out for a couple more seconds because of the, the delay um, otherwise we can jump back in and get back on it but I think it's important to note how much it's going to change for the average player right mm-hmm. like uh, when I ran my score through the system the old system the new system last in the 2018 season I got 230th place and I did really like I did like above average mm-hmm. I went to a bunch of events I did like pretty good I got like 15th at Nova I got like eighth at a GT, I got like 40th at the LGT, which is like, you know, a 400 person event. Mm -hmm. And so the the way the old scoring system works, because I wasn't in the top eight uh, all that frequently, I didn't get that many points. Mm -hmm. But with the new scoring system, when I reran myself, I got in the, I was in the hundred and like 20 or something like that. So for people who are like going to these events and performing well, but maybe you're you're not, uh, you know, a Nick Nanavati or a you know, Brandon Grant, mm-hmm. you're going to notice things, you're going to notice the biggest changes. Whereas those guys, for them, they're still going to be pretty much ending up in the same place they did, mm-hmm. maybe up or down a, sp- a slot or two, but they should still win, Yeah, right? That's absolutely the way it should be because they earned it. But uh, it's going to be a lot better for everybody else who's kind of like mid-pack, upper mid-pack that's going to five events. You're going to see a big difference. Do yeah. you want to jump back over in the chat really quick? Yeah. Just to see. Uh, but, but, so we look like we planned our wardrobes for today. It was a gray day. What can I say? It's uh, kind of gray outside too. It's raining. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Reese, how good did the Eldar? How good the Eldar did in that tournament you were participating? Man, that was some solid grammar there. Reese, how good the Eldar did? Um, hey, you know what? That might not be his first language. You know what? I'm gonna just well, let's. All right. Or he might just Jeez. be Australian and he doesn't know how to Australian. write. Australian. Well, yeah, <laughs> read or write in English. <laughs> They're illiterate. <laughs> well, it's, you know, when, when, you're, on the nose, when so. you're all when you're all descended from convicts, when you can't all, expect too much. When from you're them. all intoxicated and getting bit by poisonous animals. <laughs> Here we go. Yeah, <laughs> now we're on a roll. Uh, we we're kidding. We love Australians. It's true. Uh, Reese has Eldar did really well. Um, I don't know off the top of my head, but I put a link to the BCP results in the show notes if you want to just pop over and check it. Um, you can go see for yourself. But uh, obviously there was an Eldar in the top five, which is pretty good. And it was not Yanari. Um, Reese Mamdir says, how point go now? An- another, hmm. oh man. Pretty good. I th- I'd say it, it goes well. <laughs> uh, is the LVO getting bigger? Says Alex Hall. Yeah, we are getting about 20,000 more square feet. And um it's it's gonna be gone instantaneously. Um, every event wanted more space. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> CW Dub Reese, how good do you love Jason? 2020. We I don't we haven't mentioned it, but the dates for 2020 are up. They're up. It's the last weekend of January. Yeah. So go to LasVegasOpen.net if you're curious. Uh, it's the weekend before the Super Bowl is here. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it would be the same weekend as the AVN Awards <clears throat> as well for anybody that that is relevant to. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's good to be back home. <laughs> Good to be back home. That's all I'm going to say. Coast <laughs> Valley, my chapter tactics intro is just me scree- screeching Recius. Recius, like Khan. We should, I mean, I don't understand why Pablo doesn't get Recio on there. He's got to show him the talent. Like, I played Frankie's talent list, and I'm so mad. 
I was so that he, was probably the he saltiest. He went three and two at the at the tournament with his tower. That was the saltiest game I've played in years. Was like just the ridiculous stuff coming out of that list. Yeah, and I was like, I was like, show me in the book. Yeah, Tao how did do you really have well. reroll twos? I couldn't believe it. Uh, Tower did really well at the event. Tower are one of the top performing armies in the. I, I, I don't get how anybody thinks Tower aren't doing well. I mean, he didn't even take any of the big robots. So all his gun drones just nuked me. Yeah. His gun drones killed two gallons. He didn't even need the <laughs> the sniper drones. Yeah, gun drones are a hidden gem. The sniper drones too, but uh, yeah, Tower one of the top. I think four or I think they're top four or five performing okay. factions in the ITC they're right really now. Good. They're really good. That was the first yeah. time I played against that. Like the drone heavy list. Ugh. I gotta try. I gotta call Riccio and tell him he is not doing his job. No, drones should I'm be like, like fifteen points apiece. They should. They should have randomly shoot each other. Or if they blow up, it's D3 mortal wounds. To every Deeper. unit within Six inches. 20 inches that has the Tau key. Sure, okay. Right? You tell them. Tell yeah. Recio this. I can't. I we can't. These, these, these dang Tau and the Australians yeah. coming up, we got to do a better job of holding them back. You know it's pretty, I mean? it's, ma'am dare, it's pretty rare if I get salty during a game, but that was probably the worst game I've played in a while. Well, where you, I was you like also played badly. Complaining really bad. Yeah. Okay. So I anyway, guess. back to it. So uh, people were asking how <laughs> I did it, the Dicehammer GT. I played my yeah. Ultramarines Brigade. And um, uh, I didn't do as well as I was hoping to because I'd gone like eight and zero. Oh. It's because you were using the correct models. Yeah, that's what I happened. Stop proxying. Yeah, you yeah, need yeah. the dreadnought Gilliman back. I'd gone like eight games in a row in competitive play without losing, and uh, at the event I played uh, Vito, a Tau player with Triptide, mm -hmm. on the first turn, and it was uh, we ended up tying. It was a super close game. Um, he made one mistake on turn five that cost him. He forgot to kill a unit because he was trying to. He was just like tunnel vision on killing one unit. And yeah. um, that was what cost him the game. I also used a uh, orbital bombardment on turn one and I rolled a six inch diameter and it was just, it went bananas. How, so, did, how did the Riptides do against all those snipers? Dude, the Riptides are so good. Is it because they have invul saves and stuff? Or? I don't, I wasn't shooting them with the snipers as right. much. I did when I ran out of other targets. Yeah. But I got really lucky and I was able to kill the shield drones with mortal wounds because my army does a lot of mortal wounds. Yeah. And then I was able to take down the, the Riptides as the game went on, but um, Vito and I had a super duper fun game, um, really bloody game because I have a lot of multi wound space marines and then the riptides just annihilate them. Mm -hmm. So great game against the Tau. Ended up tying. I played Alan DeHesso round two with his really wonky but very very good chaos space marine army. That lucky bastard seized on me in our second tournament game in a row, mm. and he threw Mortarian in my face and he just rolled God mode on his um, feel no pains and I couldn't. I got him down to one wound. Yeah, couldn't kill him and that was it. Mortarian. Yeah. Then. He he was once making, he gets going. Yeah. It's, yeah, he rolled like seventy percent on his feel no pain saves, like no yeah. embellishment. But um, he also just played a better game than I did. Like mm -hmm. I, I'm still a little rusty, and he's really a top form. He ended up he got like third, second or third place. Mm -hmm. uh, really fun game. Alan's really fun to play against. But really interesting list. It's got like Mortarian, a relic Scorpius, a relic Derradeo, uh, some of the artillery pieces with you know like the quad heavy mm -hmm. bolter. It seems like a bunch of random stuff, but he plays it really well, and uh, it's really resilient, uh, really, really good. But when Mortarian gets into my army, it's just there's mm -hmm. nothing I can do. Um, I should have killed him, but I just didn't. Yeah. <laughs> I just fell short. Uh, and then I played um, uh, for my third – who did I play my third game? Uh, oh, I played uh, uh, Ben mm -hmm. and his Dark Eldar, and we had a blast. We had such a good game. Man, he deep struck all these grotesques in my back line. Those guys are super duper tough. Uh, and then Ravager is just poop on my army. Mm -hmm. The high AP multi-damage weapons is so rough for me, but uh, great game. I ended up winning by one point. Mm. 
Um, and then my game four played against a really cool, really scary uh, army. It was a artillery Emperor's Wrath artillery company. Mm-hmm. Five, uh, five basilisks and a wyvern. Yeah. <laughs> I was basilisks like, oh, like oh, God. Super popular right now. Yeah, and you had three shield captains mm-hmm. and then um, two units of blood claws and um, rhinos with two space marine, like a smash captain and a mm-hmm. psyker and the, the loyal 32. Yeah. Um, really, really scary army for my army because basilisks yeah. are deadly to Marines. Mm-hmm. But um, he got first turn. He just he made a mistake. He could have stayed back and just shot me from out of my range because of the deployment we rolled. Mm-hmm. But he bum rushed me with everything, and that gave me a chance. And my scout sniper is just annihilate characters mm-hmm. with Gaiman. It's crazy, um, and it allowed me to kill the characters and then kind of leapfrog up them to get into his lines. But we had a really fun game. And then finally, I played the Magna Baron, who's actually blind. Yeah, and um, um, that was an interesting experience. Yeah. Uh, Super cool dude, and it was like crazy to see how he was able to play the game mm-hmm. without he he can see it just a tiny bit, right? And it, it was it was really it was I, at first I came into it I was like how is this going to yeah how's this gonna work? But um, uh, he would he was like he could touch the models and kind of get a feel for where they were, and he would ask like you know how, like how far am I am I in range? Mm-hmm. Um, and then when you roll the dice, just tell him what he what he got. Mm-hmm. So it was a cool experience. He's super funny, super fun guy. And um, uh, it was amazing to see how he was able to keep it all in his head. Yeah. Like really, really cool. And uh, he very, his tactical grasp of the game was impressive because he set it up. He asked me where my units were and he'd like, you know, kind of touch them a little bit and figure it out. And then he was like, okay, so if I go here and you can't see me, I can shoot you, kill a unit, fly back and hide. And then you can't shoot me. And I was like, yeah, it's true. He's like, so if I do that on the first turn, I'll probably win by like one or two points. I was like, yeah, probably. Mm-hmm. Unless I can, you know, run my gun line up um, across the table and charge you and then win on the last turn. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then he decided to bomb rush me instead because it'd be fun. And uh, had a really enjoyable game. He did. He got me. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, it was interesting. It was cool, right? Like I, I've never, I never thought I'd play 40K against a person who's not completely blind, but, but legally blind, you yeah. know, can, can, can't see so much. Um, and his dog would loved your beer. His dog, yeah. his seeing eye dog, kept drinking my beer because mm-hmm. I had my pitcher under the table. It's really funny. I like hear this. I'm like, what is that noise? I look yeah. down. I'm like, hey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the dog's just laughing. Yeah. Oh, it was funny. He was laughing too. He's yeah. like, she's gonna be leading me in circles. I was like, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, she yeah. A, she probably took a nap after that. It was it was really funny. So, uh, congratulate. He actually went four and one. Yeah. Uh, congratulations to to him and it's cool to see somebody overcoming what I think many people would consider to be like a prohibitive. Yeah. I didn't uh, know he played. That's cool. I didn't either. He comes to our events all the time as a vendor. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. He's a super cool dude. Really fun. Yeah. But um, yeah, I went two, two and one. I was expecting to go, you know, four and one. Yeah. You know, I was hoping to do maybe three, one and one, but uh, uh, ultimately I had a lot of fun and that's what you do it for. Yeah. So, but uh, I, the Marines will keep going, baby. There you go. Okay. So, ITC Patreon, it's here. Yes, after lots of talking. Well, we, we wanted to do it professionally. Yeah, and right? I had nothing to do with it, by the way. Yeah, well, it was, it was largely, yeah. uh, you know, Mariana and I did the heavy lifting of making yeah. it, but thanks to, to, you know, everyone else, Frankie and Pablo and everybody else who put their two cents in, because I've, mm-hmm. I've never done a Patreon before. I didn't really understand how it worked. Mm-hmm. And, um, but the, the, the reason that we're doing it, just to be crystal clear, you can watch the video, it's on the show notes, follow the link. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason that we're doing it, we, we debated it for a long, like a long time. Mm-hmm. 
like ever trying to monetize the ITC, we were really on the fence if it was the right idea or not, because the ITC is about community. Mm-hmm. It's about building community. It's about getting more people to play Warhammer, um, Age of Sigmar, Shadespire, Kill Team, everything. And it's about growing the community. We never wanted it to have the appearance of us trying to use it as a, a device to, to, to make money because we felt like it might present a conflict of interest. Mm-hmm. But um, the ITC has grown so much that like we last in 2018, we had over 12,000 active participants between all the game systems. Mm-hmm. And uh, the administration of it has gotten to be really, really expensive. Like just cash out of pocket mm-hmm. is pretty close to 20 grand a year. Yeah. Just That's just cash mm-hmm. that we spend and that number is rising every single year. Right. So it's, it's become actually quite a burden on the company. And then plus the amount of hours that we put into it. Right. So um, we're small. We're a small company. Yeah. And it's not even our primary business. No, it doesn't you know, make us any it, money at it's all. It's not our day-to-day operation of, of maintaining our, right. the company, which is, you know, mats and, and other stuff. So. And it's, but <clears> Frankie <throat> and I do most of the heavy lifting on the administration. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when you put in the, like... The amount of hours that we put in on the clock. The hours, the phone calls, the emails, it's all day long, yeah. every single day. I mean, just great because it shows it's growing, but, you know, it was a labor of love and now it's become, like you said, you know, 12,000 international no, it's like, it's, it's like over, yeah, exactly. Because yeah. when, you, when you calculate the amount of hours, like the paid hours, the number goes ridiculous, like yeah. dramatically, you know, more than, than just the cash that we pay out. And uh, it's a double whammy too, because every hour we spend on the ITC, which you know we're getting paid, mm-hmm. um, so it's not only money out, but it's also not working on a project that could bring money in. So right. it's a double whammy. And again, we're not complaining at all. Mm-hmm. It's just grown to this point. Right. It grew. We didn't. I don't think we expected it to get this big when we first started. No, it was never. more of like a labor of like, hey, cool, like here's a way to to make this more. Um, cohesive, the international community or the uh, the tournament community. We didn't even and think it, international, and it kind of took up a life of its own, really, which is great. It's been fantastic, but yeah, it's like I think people were always surprised that there's only about five or six of us that work here, you know, and, and the ITC is not our primary, you know. So every hour that's you know spent on the phone or through emails, talking to TOs, talking to game store owners who are running ITC events, individuals who are question have questions about the ITC in general. Um, those are hours that we're not running products. Yep. You know, we, we manufacture our, if people don't know, I'm sure a lot of people don't, maybe don't know is we, we physically manufacture our game mats here in San Diego. We don't And when we say we, we mean we. Us, me and Reese, (laughs) the five of us. Frankie does the majority of it. We, um, we don't, um, we don't order in bulk internationally and have them shipped here. Then we just ship them out. We, We physically produce everything we do. Yeah. So, um, as you can imagine, that's a lot of work. Um, and it is our primary business. So I, I think it's a great thing if people want to help donate to help out with that a little bit. Yeah. And so the, like Jason said, it just, this year it came to the point where we were like, this is actually like hurting our business as much as we enjoy it. And there's other benefits, like it makes people more aware of us and stuff like that. Yeah. But, uh, it's really difficult to track how much impact that has on your company fiscally. In this last year, we were just like, this is becoming like dangerous for the company. Mm-hmm. And that's why we decided to finally pull the trigger and do the Patreon. And um, it's 100% optional. Mm-hmm. You don't have to do it. The The ITC is free to play. Right. It's free to participate in. It always will be. If you're a TO and um, you want to take advantage of this really, to you know, toot our own horn, incredible uh, support network we've built for event organizers to go 
how do I get started? How do I grow my event? Um, you know, what, these are problems that I've had. How do I overcome them? Mm-hmm. We've built a tool set that really makes it easy to jump in, get it going and, and grow. Right. Um, and that's all free. Uh, but if you mm-hmm. like the ITC, if you're in a position to, do, to, to contribute, yeah. you want to, right? You think it's a good investment. You want to see it continue into the future and to grow, then consider uh, donating. And there's a lot of fun different levels that you can donate at. And mm-hmm. um, Is there a level where Frankie sends nudes? Um, that is the secret uh, the Patreon level. After Dark. Okay. Oh, After Dark. Yes. Okay. And that one, um, uh, that's the super secret one. <laughs> Got it. Wink. That's the one where you touch the toes, right? You tap the toes. <laughs> yeah. In the, when you're in the bathroom, mm-hmm. right? Got it. Yeah, I know true. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah I got it. Um, and to everybody, and already we've already had a ton of people back it up. So uh, thank you so much. We really appreciate it. It's, it's We didn't know what to expect. I was like, oh, maybe we'll get like 10 people or something. Right. But uh, there's a lot of people that are pitching in. It, it mm-hmm. super helps to offset the cost. Yeah. Um, and the, our, our two pledges are that, for one, it's optional. For two, every dollar that goes in will be put back into the ITC, mm-hmm. right? We're never going to pocket the money. Uh, it's always going to go towards growing the circuit. And uh, if we hit the point where we uh, cover all of our overhead, yeah, uh, we're going to start doing really cool stuff like um, – uh, flying out regional champions to mm-hmm. the LVO. Yeah. Right. Like, so if you win in the, the UK region and eventually I'm sure that'll be split up into the different countries, or if you're like the Nor, uh, Norwegian champion or German champion, um, you know, we're going to start pitching in to help get you to the LVO, uh, to make it a truly international world championship event mm-hmm. and to offset the cost. Right. Cause that's cool. That's exciting, but that costs money. Do we have a good one? <laughs> Man Deer says donations start all of a sudden Jason has a golden cape or a cowl well I mean that's really important to yeah. us doing our jobs you know what I mean well like, it's it's money that is going towards the ITC that we're not out of pocket on because right. right now it literally is every expense which you know you I think you were being pretty um uh, I can't think of the word of the second, but you know, your, your number that you threw out there is, is, is moderate. It's, it's, that's just know, it's not cash. right. And that's so, just a cash but again, that's out of, out. that's out of our yeah. profits from other mm-hmm. sources of, of income that we have. And, um, so it just helps us a little bit more. It does. You know? right? So even a dollar, whatever you can yeah. definitely helps us. Um, and so we can keep growing the company in general. Yeah. You know, uh, growing the ITC uh, and, right. and not having it be a detriment to our actual well, business. As I meant, money coming out of our right. day-to-day operations. Right. Yeah. So the idea is to just offset the cash that we pay out, and then <clears> anything <throat> above and beyond that, we'll we'll, we'll we'll do the labor for free. Anything above and beyond that's going to go right back into making the ITC cooler. Right. right? So it, 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 I'm really excited to see what's possible. Right. Like I think we're finally right. getting a glimpse of what this could actually become. Right. And uh, it's very exciting. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then some of the cool tiers in there will give you. Um, uh, for the for the higher end tiers, we'll give you a list critique, like an in depth mm-hmm. list critique. So if that's something that that is valuable to you, if you feel like that's a good investment of your money, um, you can do one of the higher tiers, and we'll give you a, like a really solid review of your list. And at the highest yeah. tier, um, we'll do it via, <clears throat> via phone. Mm-hmm. And if you're an event organizer, um, I'll take some time out of my day to to uh, do a really in-depth um, conversation with you about how you can grow your event if that's something that is valuable to you, Yeah. right? I like to think that a consultation from us who've done it well is pretty valuable if that's something that you care about. A consultation but, from you know, Hunter. 
Yeah, we'll pull Mariana. We'll give you the list advice. So, you know. Maybe Mariana can talk to them about Japanese dating simulators. If you want feedback on a good uh, Asian dating sim, Mariana is an expert. That's included. Mm. Wow. But you know what? That's pretty good. Yeah. I, it's not just, it's not only Asian dating sims. How to get through them. It's any kind of dating sim. Okay. What about, uh, what about Tinder? Although she did, she did just get Dragon Age uh, Inquisition and then yeah. restarted the game because she realized she couldn't romance the character that she wanted yeah. to. So one of the tiers should have been uh, Dayton's uh, Canadian firefighter photo shoot. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Little hat. Ooh, no that's, shirt. That's getting steamy. <laughs> I like it. All right. Uh, so at any rate. Let's keep going. Yeah, I think that's enough about that. We'll talk but, about it more. Yeah. Yeah, as the weeks go on. But yeah, just consider supporting it um, if you like what the ITC is about and you want to see it grow. Mm -hmm. And if not, all good. You're still invited to come and have fun. We're going to keep growing it no matter what. So So upcoming 40K ITC events. So cr crazy stat. Mm -hmm. We've already had 95 events submitted. In the first month? In, in, in not even. We're not even in the first month of wow. the season. 95 40K events. Jeez. Submitted to BCP. So far. So far. And we've been... It's not even it a month. It hasn't even been a month since the LVL, which was the end of last season. That is crazy. The growth that we're experiencing this year especially yeah. is As you nuts. can... It, you know, that's a good segue from the, the Patreon to yeah. this. Like, it just shows you... It's, it's getting bananas. Yeah. How much... Uh, what's going on here? Um, so, check this out. We got, I don't know, what... Is this all for 20, the weekend? 25 events for 40K this, this weekend. Um, no big ones, but there's a lot of cool, there's a lot of international. We got the Netherlands represented. We got a bunch in Australia. It's uh, like Australia, uh, uh, Canada is always there. Kentucky, oh. all over the place. Uh, Norway. So there's wow. a, there's a bunch of events. Uh, jump out there, get your points, support your local community and have mm -hmm. fun. Uh, we also have a, a bunch of Age of Sigmar events this wow. month. That used to be. This is just for the month so far. Every time. It's just amazing. I think it shows how far in Age of Sigmar, how well that's doing. Because yeah. a year ago, this would have been the year's events. We had over <laughs> we had over two thousand Age of Sigmar. ITC I know. It just players. shows how quickly that's yeah. growing. How 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 good of a job Games Workshop is doing yeah. with that game, I guess. And that's why I keep bringing it up because it's to me, I don't really play Age of Sigmar. I'm trying to get into it. Um, it just just the the sheer amount of, of events just this month is insane that growth yeah it's great and they're all over the place right uh, again uh, also your current 40k itc top five we're still in that sweet spot how the hell do people already have four <clears throat> events there's been has there been four weekends <laughs> since the OEO? i think maybe i'm amazed that joe crier's not on there for yeah, five well, events this, this <laughs> somehow <laughs> goes the two in the same day. Yeah. Uh, so 40K current top five. Michael Sarapata is leading the pack with four events. Yeah. Jim Vessel is in second place with three events. Uh, Michael Ralston in third place uh, with four events. Robert May in fourth place with three events. And Anton Wilson. I want to look at. So Michael Sarapa and. Sarapata. Sarapata, sorry. Uh, Enjoy the time here. This guy's in first place. Let's. I'm just Ooh, taking a look Cole at his. Mechanicus. I'm, he's playing Cole Mechanicus. His team is Manbeard Gaming. Which I know. I, I know the Manbeard crew. They're pretty cool. So yeah, he's. These are his events. He's gone to three RTTs and a GT. Nicely done, dude. 
and if you guys are ever wondering, you can actually look at this information. If you're wondering about people, what they're playing, where they're playing at, you can just click on their name. And if you get, if you subscribe to Best Coast Pairings, you can look at their lists. Oh, too. wow. That's and cool. that's, that's where it gets really cool. So yeah, if, if you guys are a fledgling Colt Mechanicus player, look at Michael Sarapa's, uh, subscribe to BCP and look at his list, man. Uh, 40K ITC Hobby Track current top five. We got Chris Boss, which is an appropriate name. Better stay there. Just, you better yeah. win. I mean, oh, yeah. otherwise you gotta change your last Can name. Can we just give him the, give him the award now? I think we. I mean, prob probably. Okay. Probably. Uh, Lor Larin or Lauren. I apologize. Mm -hmm. uh, Ocasio is in second. Vincent Castellano in third. Naaman Allen in fourth. Michael Ralston in fifth, and they all have multiple events already. Mm -hmm. uh, AOS ITC top five current. Robert Procia jumps into first place. First guy to put two scores on the board. He bumps Alex Gonzalez down into second place. Michael Schwartz moves into second. He's tied. That's interesting. We don't see that very often. Mm. He is dead even tied wow. for second place with Alex Gonzalez. And uh, Robbie Steinbring in fourth. Matt Pashby in fifth. And a big congratulations to the Pashby family. They just had baby number three. Matt Pashby from New Jersey. He is a Jersey kid. I don't know where Matt Pashby's from. He's from Idaho. He's one of our, well, I know that, but his, he, has that, he has like an Eastern accent. Does he? Maybe. Yeah. It sounds well, like he looks you know like he's from New Jersey. They got a New Jersey kid. Matt is one of our, our studio artists, by the way, guys, and uh, very talented. He's a good dude. And that's why we're getting him a little flack. But yeah, he had he had just had another baby. Yep. Congratulations to their family. Mm -hmm. uh, Shadespire, current top five. We what got is this? Jacob, Jacob Lawler sitting in first place. We have John Sosnowski. Mm. There you go. In second. Ivan Cho in third. Matt Ever Ooh, the Everhart, the Everhart brothers, brothers are back. But they didn't They're go back. to LVO. I was so bummed. I was looking for them. Uh, oh. Yeah, uh, dude, they got to come out in like the Hart brothers outfit. That would be amazing, right? Brett the Hitman Hart, and what was it Owen Hart? Or Owen Hart. Owen Hart. Yeah. So, or Mario and Luigi. Get out of here, Mario. Any that's, not, that's not a pro wrestler brother combo mm -hmm. that also has the word heart in it. The Dudleys. The dut, ooh, the uh, the bushwhackers. Yeah. When they would lick each other's head before they would wrestle, that was great. Mariana doesn't know who you're talking about, but that the '80s wrestling was look the best. the bushwhackers. Was the, the best, best yeah. time in it in the in the pro wrestling. Uh, so yeah, yeah Matt so and Andrew Overhart, right, fourth, and fourth and fifth. Interesting. Heating up, baby. Uh, we completed these commissions recently, a lot, and a lot they going are on here. purdy. They are purdy. Yeah, so uh, Mariana, I don't know if these are up yet or not, but uh, I'm going to start talking. Uh, so we have a Sisters of, uh, they're not, are these Sisters of Silence? Sisters of Silence. That's right, yeah. So uh, these are Tabletop Plus um, with uh, texture bases. These are just the Imperial um, bases. Uh, drilled barrels were included on this one. Uh, very cool. Again, this is a, we love these here in Frontline Gaming for some reason. <laughs> Super close-ups of these small models, but you they still see great. all the detail painted. Yeah, so uh, very good. Um, we have the classic uh jet bike pose that we like to do here which is the circle the top view circle um these were also tabletop plus um amazing looking these uh, came out so every single so gemstone good. was painted in detail i mean what was the, the fading the, of the yellow or the the, the white which is freehand the, the um, white goes from light to dark and the red goes from light to dark yeah it's so good there was also we'll probably have it on another um podcast but there were vehicles included that were uh, red with white accents um oh, they're really good this guy's gonna be super stoked. Uh, and we got a Balrog. Yeah, we got the Balrog and Gandalf. So um, we don't just do 40k. If you guys are wondering, 
Um, we do a lot of Lord of the Rings and uh, bolt action, other stuff. And so here we go. We got some some Lord of the Rings, um, fantastic looking. I wish we would have got a few more shots of the wings to show you because they were uh, textured, really well done. Um, yeah, it's fantastic. And last but not least, we have uh, uh, the, everyone's favorite Chaos uh, Lord, Harkon, uh, World Claimer, I think his name is. Yep, that's yeah. correct. So, um, yeah, this is done. The client requested it painted up like the Games Workshop uh, picture, which we did, and looks fantastic. Super, the guy's super happy. Um, I like the little glow coming from the uh, the the Spear of Destiny that it has. And uh, well, the funny thing about this one is uh, Pascal, who's our, our head artist, um, painted this up, and he painted... He didn't like that the guy was bald, so he painted it so it looked like he was wearing a helmet. And then the client was like, oh, excuse me. And so we had to change it. I thought he looked better without, with the hair or with the, the helmet, but yeah. That's funny. Fantastic. Yeah, it looks great. Mm -hmm. oh, let's jump over and answer any questions that they might have in Twitch chat. Yeah. And then we can call it a day. Any can relevant December questions? Can December be Yuri and Ice themed? Sure, I don't know what that means. Uh, oh, they're talking about they're talking about a calendar. Uh, March would be Frankie in a Mistress Dorn outfit. Ooh, ooh. wow. Ooh, what would Pablo be? Uh, in a rhino outfit, but the rhino's horn might be in a surprising location. Or it might be missing the horn. <laughs> uh, Pascal right. will be covered in paint. Oh, yes. just like splash like a like. That would a, be too masculine, though. Oh no! He, you couldn't. You couldn't even. He'll be laying on a bearskin yeah. rug, and it'll be like a Jackson Pollock, just right. splattered all over him. Okay. Ooh. I like where we're going. Ooh. Good idea. Like it. Ooh, what would the banana be? You would just be laying on a banana, or eating a banana. Yes. Just one Staring bite. Staring directly into yeah. the camera. Just show it off. I can eat it in one bite. Yeah. All right. That would be amazing. Well, I think uh, kind of hit the uh, hit the end here. <laughs> Let's end on a high note. Just eating bananas uh, in one bite. Uh, will Kill Team Turners be able to be retroactively added to the ITC when it goes live? Yes, you will be able to. You will you will definitely will be able to Kill Team Stream. And Tomodachi, is there a way that Hawaii can be its own region or yeah. be a part of a specific region? It's hard to compete with California. Hmm. Yeah, uh, it is. And uh, put it with Japan. One of the cool things about Hawaii is that it's actually pretty easy for Australian um, and like West Coast players to to get i mean relatively easy yeah they can draw on multiple regions um yeah yeah it is it is difficult for hawaii and alaska has the same problem yeah um to to compete so uh yeah we can take a look at that i mean we don't want to subdivide into too many regions because then you know it gets crazy yeah right it's already pretty difficult to track it all now uh, but uh, that, that's a fairly reasonable request uh Erastin, speaking of uh, ideas, give me some ideas for Salamander Gunline. Um, I checked out the tags. I want to try it out. Well, if you uh, subscribe on the Patreon, you can get an in-depth list review. How about that? Because at this stage, I don't do any list reviews anymore. Yeah. <laughs> just got, I've done so many of them over the years. I just mm -hmm. got I got tired of it, but I figured it'd be a really cool thing to offer to the sure. Patreons. Uh, it's a good time to dust off my Dark Angels, says Zakathal. Dark Angels are really underrated. They're very good. Raven Guard, um, specifically. Well, especially with the new... Or uh, Raven Wing, specifically, are very good. With the Vigilist attachment, you can, like, yeah. leave combat before they even get to swing. Mm -hmm. uh, and hard to hit. A local guy, Danny Kwan, who's a really good player, really nice guy, too, 
he uh, he plays Dark Angels and he did really well. I can't like actually you know what? Let's check on BCP. Mm-hmm. But he uh, he plays a really cool Dark Angels list, um, and uh, he does really well locally. And he got his ideas from um, another player uh, who's playing a similar list. But um, oh, whoops, wrong link. What are you trying to do? Let's check the BCP. I want to see how the Dark Angels did at um, uh, Dice Hammer. I think he did pretty well, if I remember correctly. But they have a lot of they have a lot of really really good units, and they're um, they're underrated. They have amazing psychic powers. Mm-hmm. Um, they're inceptors, the double plasma pistol, um, yeah. with the uh, the relic uh, uh, weapons of the Dark Age mm-hmm. uh, are incredible. Yeah, Donny, Danny got 12th place. He went okay. three and two, so it's a respectable record. Yeah. Uh, but Dark Angels have a lot to like. Yeah. Right? Asriel's awesome. Your psychic powers are awesome. Your flyers are awesome. The Inceptor's dropping down, doing three damage plasma is crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's a lot of there's a lot of gems in that book. I, I feel like they just they're not getting the representation that they deserve. Yeah, Tomodachi Express, mm-hmm. Dark Angel Hellblasters are crazy. They are. They're super good. Yeah. Right. Three damage plasma mm-hmm. is no joke. And with reroll ones so prevalent in that army, um, you can over you can overcharge. You're not really too worried about it. A new Bolter Discipline. On uh, Dark Angel Flyers with Hurricane Bolter, says Cryptic Ranger is amazing. It also makes their bikes even better. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, Dark Angels have a lot to be happy happy with. And then, as you saw at the LVO, uh, there was a number of players bringing units of ten Deathwing Knights, and uh, like uh, Andrew Gagno, and he did well with it. And he used it as his bowling unit to just kind of in the same way you would play Bolgren, uh, or in the way that Jason's actually seriously considering using Grey Knight Paladins mm-hmm. as a unit that just goes right up the gut. And is very hard to kill, hits very hard, and is really good for getting um, controlling the center of the table. So um, there's a lot, there's a lot there that you can work with, mm-hmm. uh, especially if you're willing to ally um, and you want to take some like the loyal 32 or you know something like that to to be a filler uh, element to your army to hold the backfield and let and just focus on the dark angel units that hit hard because they hit really hard and use them to go up the table and smash. Uh, I think you could get excellent results. Yeah, uh, I really do. Uh, we'll give you see any other questions looks like no more dark angels chat yep. so thank you all so much for joining us for this episode of uh signals from the Frontline, and uh thank you all for considering and those of you who have chosen to support the uh itc patreon it helps a lot uh, a couple more questions we'll answer really quick tomodachi express are you guys going to announce the day and time lvo tickets go on sale yeah so if you got a high roller package you're going to get first uh, early access to tickets that's the way we've always done it it's part of the deal mm-hmm. uh, and you'll get those in may and then for everybody else uh you want to pop up the calendar um for for general admission the registration opens in the first week of june and let's see it will be june 3rd that monday is when uh registration for uh, general 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 admission mm-hmm. registration will open for the lvo 2020 and uh, we will be at Bally's again, but we're flying, uh, Frankie and I are flying to Vegas this Saturday to negotiate terms for LVO uh, 21, 22, probably maybe even 23. And we are looking at a bigger venue. So, nice. yep. Um, what that means is that at 2021, the thousand person, the 1024 tournament is very real. Nice. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. So, for the LVO 2020, for the 40K champs specifically, mm-hmm. we will not be able to ex- grow it 
it's going to be locked in at uh, a cap of around 800 at the most. Right. So, and that sounds like a ton, but it's going to go quick. Uh, you know it will, the mm -hmm. way things have been going. Uh, but, but are you looking for a TO for BAO Kill Team, Kill Team Stream? We actually have one, and we will be adding that to the BAO lineup. Mm -hmm. uh, also, uh, get your uh, BAO <clears throat> tickets to have started selling quickly. It's coming up quick. Yeah. It's going to be two months. a couple months, yeah. So, yeah, if you haven't gotten your BAO tickets, please do. And we mm -hmm. will be adding Kill Team to the lineup for yeah. the BAO uh, this year. Awesome. All right. Okay. Thank you so much for joining us, everybody. We hope you enjoyed the show. And we will see you all next week. Yep. Remember, Saturday for Shadow Spear. Uh, yeah. We got as many as we could, but I think it's going to sell out, like, instantly. So yep. make sure to get your orders in mm -hmm. early on Saturday or uh, you might miss out. Yep. Thank you. And I we'll guess. talk to you next week.